0: Here, January 6, 2023, for a show of the new year. Lots to talk about today. Jeez, man, a lot of things going on in this world. You know, I've been talking a lot about motivation in the past, and I recommend a lot of books for you to read. I recommend I tell you what motivational speakers that I listen to, but a lot of times it comes down to getting off your ass and actually doing the work. You know, I'm listening to these motivational books. I'm, you know, Audiobooks, reading books, going on YouTube, listening to Les Brown, listening to Eric Thomas, listening to Jim Rohn, all of it, Tony Robbins. But at the end of the day, you have to put it to bed, right? You can listen to all these books, and next thing you know, that is the resistance, right? I'm not going to actually do the work because all I'm doing is listening to all these audio books, and all of these health felt books and all these, you know, reading all these materials. But when does it come time that I start doing the actual work? You know, that's what you have to stop from, you know, yourself from doing. You gotta make sure that you don't get caught up in all that stuff. You gotta make sure that you start working. You start putting it down, you know, In order. If you're a writer, then you got to pick up the actual pen and start writing. If you want to write a screenplay, you can read all the books about how to write a screenplay all you want, but if you don't sit down and actually do the work, well, what's the point? Right? So here we are now. And we're going to start doing the work. We have a lot of things, the Joe Cozo show, that we have in store for the new year. know, there's a lot of thinking that I've been doing with myself and sitting there saying, hey man, I could be the half-assed attorney and I could be the half-assed podcaster and I could live my life all you want. That attorney thing is garbage to me. A lot of people love being an attorney. A lot of people sit there and say, man, you passed the bar exam, that's such a great achievement, that's great. I didn't do it because I wanted to be an attorney. I did it because I got a girl pregnant and I needed to have a real job. And I wanted to make sure that I could provide for my child. My child is now 22 years old. Those days are in the past. You know, here I am. You look, I'm in a T-shirt here. I don't want to wear a suit and tie unless I have to. If I'm going to be on TV, if I'm going to be doing appearances, say, on Fox News or if I want to run for office, yeah, I'll wear a suit and tie. If I'm gonna be going to a, an executive party, yeah, I'll wear a suit and tie. But in my regular day life, I don't know about you, I don't wanna wear any suit and tie. I love wearing what I love wearing. And that's nice, comfortable clothes. End of story. But back to what I'm saying about the motivational stuff, you gotta start getting to work. You gotta look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, what am I doing? Am I going to read all day or am I actually going to implement? Am I going to see what it takes to start a business and read all of these books on how to start a business or am I actually going to start the business? Right? That's the key. And to start doing that stuff, whatever you've been doing, you have to change. If you're beginning up at seven o'clock in the morning, you got to get up at six. That's another hour right there. If you look at that hour difference and you do that now, from Monday through Friday, that's five hours that you could put into this new business, new venture, the new you. 2023 has to be all about the new you. Put that old one to bed. Nobody cares about that old person anymore. Those old ways of doing things. Because if you're like me and you're sitting here saying, I need to improve, I want to make this the best year ever, well, you better start doing some new things. It's the end of the story. All right, I wanna get into this DeMar Hamlin situation. I know it happened on Monday night. Today's Friday. And there's a lot of good news that has happened since then. But if you were like me, who loves fantasy sports, right? I'm in fantasy football. I'm in like five different leagues. I just happened to be in three Super Bowls at the time. It's the last game of the fantasy football season, Right. And you have, I have some players. I had Joe Burrow going. I had T. Higgins going. My opponent in one of the leagues had Josh Allen going. And I'm winning and we're, everything's clicking. Joe Burrow's playing great. T. Higgins gets the pass. And the next thing you know, disaster strikes. And as someone who's sitting there trying to win a championship, you have mixed emotions at first because you don't know what's going on. But let's play the clip of what happened to DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills player. And how when he tried tackling T. Higgins, and we'll come back and we'll talk about it some more. Here, here is that play. That's
1: yeah, uh, not what any of us want to see, and everybody's around him, and just hope that he's going to be okay. <sighs>
0: Now, once you saw the ambulance come around and you saw all these players, they crying, they're tearing, the game is done. That's it, your fantasy football thing, that's done too. This kid is a kid. What is he, like 23, 24 years old? And the other side of it is, you have to remember there's family members that are watching this game. has a little brother that's watching the game. You have uncles, aunts, you know, mother. The mother's at the game on the sideline watching the game. Imagine what they're going through let alone with the teammates. Because when you're in football, and I played football when I was from five years old all the way up until my varsity year in high school, my senior year in high school. And I will say this, there is nothing better. The camaraderie in football is nothing better at all. Nothing compares to it. It's not baseball. It's not hockey, which I also played. It's not hanging out with your friends on a Friday or a Saturday night. It's not having a girlfriend, you know, boyfriends, whatever the heck it is. Nothing makes you closer as a family unit than football. It was the best times of my life, especially in high school and varsity. I I, I can't explain it. So you could only imagine what these players are going through because they're with them all the time. I mean, it's nothing, there's nothing better, nothing. And then the fact that you're getting paid to play something, do something that you love. I mean, that's the goal in life, right? Let me do something that I love and actually get paid. Let me do something that I love and be a millionaire it's just gravy, gravy on top of gravy. Okay, it's the icing on the cake with icing on top of the icing. Whatever, it's just it doesn't get any better. Life doesn't get any better. And then you see this, and here is Damar Hamlin's uncle, describing watching the game with Damar Hamlin's. Uh, Brother, here, watch this.
1: We were in Pittsburgh watching it on TV and his little brother was there with us. And um, when he seen his brother drop like that and when I tell you i never seen him cry or scream like that, like we were trying to calm him down. Like, yo, it's okay, you know, he'll gonna get back up. He'll be back in the game, you know, we'll do the woo. Next thing you know, it's 10 minutes later, they're doing chest compressions. It's a half hour later, they still not playing yet. I'm like, yo, what's going on? What's wrong with my nephew? And then like, when I say like, now we were all in the room crying,
0: Man, we were all in tears, man. And and I'm not a crier, but like I I never crashed so hard in my life. And you could just imagine, right, now being there watching that game. That's your nephew. And then you have his brother who's going bananas because the kid's not getting up. And now it's five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes, ambulances, break after break, commercial break after commercial break. It's, It's just horrible. It's just a nightmare. And then you start seeing the, the speculation that's going on, right? Because the NFL, one of the requirements was taking the shot. Now, what does that have to do with it? Does it have anything to do with it? And this is what makes this world so effed up. Because now in America, you can't have any debate. You can't have that kind of talk. And everything was so suppressed. Everything was censored during the whole outbreak that we had experienced that you're never going to get answers to anything anymore because everybody's on the hush and why is everybody on the hush i'll explain it to you why and i'm not saying that that's what happened here i'm not a doctor i don't plan on trying to make you think that i'm a doctor has nothing in my expertise field right it's not my wheelhouse here any of this stuff But you do your own reading, you do your own research, you see other things in sporting events happening, people just collapsing out of nowhere. And it starts to make you sit there and say, where is this all happening from? Where does this all stem from? Why is it like this? But the reason why there's so much censorship, whether it's YouTube, whether it's, you know, originally how it used to be on Twitter, how it is on all of these, you know, mainstream media outlets is because of money. Don't get it twisted, right? Let's not kid each other here. Everything comes down to money. These mainstream media outlets, ABC News, CBS, NBC, CNN, all of them, 75% of their income, right? Because these, these, these media outlets, they have to make money. How do they make money? Advertisements. Who is the biggest advertisers on these stations? Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, right, Pfizer, they are giving them tons of cash. Are you going to sit there and now knock these pharmaceuticals? Are you going to do special news reports? Are you going to come up with some type of hypothesis on why such things are happening in the world? And then actually talk bad about these pharmaceutical uh, pharmaceutical companies when they are giving you hand over fist cash so you can operate as a business? No. And that's why it shouldn't be allowed. And if you're a real news agency, you sit there and say, we'll take your money. We have high ratings, but we're going to let you know right now. We're going to do unbiased reporting. But these companies, they can't do it because they're getting so much money. And then it goes into another layer. It's not only just the media companies that are getting this money, the politicians are getting money through the donations on their campaigns. And one of the biggest donors are what? Pharmaceutical companies. So what are they going to do? They're going to back these pharmaceutical companies or they're going to be afraid to put these pharmaceutical companies down. Why? Because of the money. It's all money. Money is the root of all evil. It's been a known thing for. Since the test of time, human beings become the most corrupt because of what? Money. What you're seeing at the border with the cartels, right? Why do they want all of these immigrants to come in? Money. It's all about money and, of course, power. And if the more money you have, the more power you have. You don't think Jeff Bezos is one of the most powerful men in the world because he's broke, No, because he's one of the richest men in the world. Elon Musk is one of the most powerful men in the world. He's able to just say, hey, I don't like what you're doing with Twitter. I'm going to buy it. Why? Because he's filthy rich. And these pharmaceutical companies, they're all filthy rich. They all have power. And they're all dictating what we're doing with our lives. Now, continuing on with this whole sports thing and what happened. Now, of course, we're in Friday. DeMar Hamlin is up. He's off of the resuscitator. He's not being resuscitated or the um, ventilator, should I say. He's FaceTiming his friends. He's able to communicate. Neurological damage is none, the doctors are saying. So God bless this kid. Thank God. And I hope that this kid gets back on his feet. I hope that the kid plays. I don't know. If I was a football player and this happened to me, and because of that hit, again, I'm not trying to make any diagnosis or medical diagnosis. I'm playing. If I can play, I'm playing. I'm definitely doing that. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on here, what actually caused this and what not. But during the game, you had Skip Bayless of ESPN. He sends out a tweet during the game. Here, let me read you this tweet by Skip Bayless because he took a lot of heat for this. a lot of people, if you said something that wasn't 100%, if you were skeptical on why this kid collapsed, and you said it was any other reason other than the fact that he just got some trauma to his chest, you were getting scorched on Twitter that night. Here's Skip Bayless' tweet. Comes out and he says, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems irrelevant. Now you can sit there and say all you want, That that was a low, you know, low type of tweet, insensitive type of tweet. How can you even say such a thing when this kid is lying on the floor, hasn't gotten up, all his family members, the teammates are crying, right? You can say whatever it is that you want. But that tweet was said. And there's truth to the tweet, though. There is truth to the tweet. Now, people are, you know, these kids that are playing this game of football, they are humans, and there's a human emotional level to it. So you can't expect them, if they don't want to play, they're not playing. So you got to be careful what you're tweeting. But it was tweeted. It was said, right? Now he takes major, major heat for saying such a thing. And now Twitter, all Twitter users are bashing him nonstop. So Skip Bayless has a show with him and... Shannon Sharp. And listen to what Skip Bayless says. Now, Shannon Sharp doesn't appear on the next day. Can't do it. Maybe he's too emotional, whatever it is. I, I don't know. Okay. You have a job. Go to your job. And get to work. But I don't know exactly why. I'm not going to sit here and say it was because of what happened to DeMar Hamlin. I'm only speculating that it was. But Skip Bayless did go to work the next day. And because of now all of the trash talking and all of the heat he took for writing that tweet the night before, he comes out and starts the show and says this. Watch this. I'll admit up front, I'm still shook up
1: by what happened last night to Damar Hamlin. In fact, I'm still wrecked. In fact, I'm not sure I'm capable of doing this show today. But after barely sleeping on it, I
0: decided to give it a try. He's a phony. It's one of the most phony takes that you could actually have on TV. I hate this guy. I think he is the lowest of the lowest. To go on there and fake cry like that, come on, that's what you're doing. You're fake crying, I don't wanna see it. Okay, and if you're executives for ESPN, say, get this guy off the air. Nobody wants to see this junk. Nobody believes what he's saying. And if I don't believe what he's saying there now, I'm not going to believe anything else that I want to see him on. So get him off the air. And then the next day, Shannon Sharp, his partner on the show, comes on. And watch how embarrassing this exchange is. Now, mind you, Shannon Sharp is a racist, in my opinion. And I can't stand him either. But here, this is what happens now the next day.
1: As a brotherhood in the NFL, when injuries happen, when we know injuries are a part of the game, I've seen guys suffer ACLs and Achilles tear, but I've never seen anybody have to be revived and fight for their life on the field. So it struck me a little differently because I remember seeing my brother paralyzed on the field temporarily, and he was able to regain focus. Um, Skip tweeted something, and although I disagree with the tweet, uh, and and, uh, hopefully uh, Skip would take it down, but I didn't want it. Well, yeah. time out, time out. I'm not going to take it down because okay, I put, stand by okay. what I tweeted. Skip, let me okay. finish. Let me. All right, okay. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead, let's go, Jen. Okay. I mean, I cannot even get through a monologue without you interrupting okay. me. Well, you could have came back Skip. Well, I thought, Skip just let me, I, I, didn't I, I, know I you was going to bring say, up no, this. no, I was just going to say Skip, I didn't want to yesterday to bit into a situation where DeMar Hamlin was the issue. We should have been talking about him and not get into okay. your not get into your t- uh, your tweet. That's what I was going to do. But you can't even let me finish my opening monologue without you interrupting. Okay. I was under the impression you weren't going to bring this up because nobody here had a problem with no, that tweet. no. Clearly, the bosses wanted you to offer explanations. So clearly, somebody- No, they did not have- Nobody- Let's go, Jen.
0: I gotta tell you, it's embarrassing because you can't get your, you know, things together there. You're not on the same page. But my thing is, stand by your tweet. You did that, right? The other thing was phony, but Shannon Sharp- You're a racist to begin with, and I can't stand you. The whole show is horrible. I don't know what their ratings are. I don't know who would actually watch either one of them, but they both have to go, all right? And here's the other thing. So many people were just trying to make money and trying to get the spotlight on them to talk about this kid's life. And I think it was, you know, despicable, if you, you, to be honest, horrible. Just a complete horrible mess. Here is now, this is another show, where I can't believe that they even have these people on. It's got to be the worst show that's on TV. These people are clueless. I don't know how people actually watch them, and I'm talking about The View. And of course, Joy Behar. Listen to Joy Behar, okay, who talks about what happened and then tries to give you the reasons why, okay, football is still going on, even though it's a violent sport, is because, and she has to put politics into it, the main people who love football are heterosexual males, and mostly are conservatives here, watch. So, Only 45% of Americans think that ta- tackle football is appropriate. Wow. Uh, h- heterosexual men voted the most support for kids uh, doing football. Mm-hmm. And conservatives were more likely to support youth tackle football. Just saying. She is absolutely the worst person to be on TV. All right, that's not true to even begin with that majority of the people that poll is just wrong. First of all, what, who, what poll is it? How do you know how many people were voted in the poll? How many people were polled and actually, you know, contributed to that poll 5000 people? The NFL is one of the biggest conglomerates in the United States in the on the planet. And it's not just heterosexual males that love football, you know How many females watch football. I mean, it's a joke. Turn on football. Watch it during the day, okay, on a Sunday. And watch how many commentators on one of these, on these pregame shows are females. Now, post-games, go on the NFL network. Majority of the hosts themselves are females. So stop. It's, it's nonsense. But again, that's the view. And they have to politicize it. And she should be off the air. She is a train wreck. She is the worst. Now, moving on from the whole Hamlin situation... I want to play for you something from Andrew Tate. He was interviewed on Piers Morgan. And Piers Morgan was asking him about why he <clears throat> supports, say, ISIS. So Andrew Tate gives his take on his, what's going on in ISIS. And then what Piers Morgan basically starts alluding to is, but don't you think what ISIS does to women is wrong? right? He says, don't you think that they have no rights, these women? Don't you think that that is something that needs to be changed? I want you to hear the exchange. And I want you to hear Andrew Tate's response to how what he feels about how women have no rights, say, in Afghanistan or with ISIS. It really is something else. I'm going to play it and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Here we go. It's very difficult to sit and make black and white assumptions about anything, to sit and say that the Taliban are completely and utterly evil and we're completely and utterly good, as you just discussed with the moral high ground. I believe that the Taliban bring law and order. It may not be the law and order we like, but it's a form of law and order, and humans usually gravitate towards... What about their treatment
1: of women? I mean, only tonight... Only tonight they have banned any women from going to university. Fantastic. Let's get the feminists to go and teach them a lesson. The feminists are so tough. But I do think think the banning of women from university in Afghanistan is utterly horrific.
0: And I think the feminists are going to arm themselves. They're going to show us that they can do anything a man can do. They're going to go over there to combat and they're going to teach Taliban a lesson. Really think about that now for a second. You have females, especially in the United States of America, who demand that they have the exact same rights. And it's not fair how males think that they're better than females. But at the end of the day, what he just said, though, there's truth to it, right? If the females in with the Taliban or with ISIS or whatever it may be, if they don't like what's happening, let them arm themselves and go fight them and win their rights, because what Andrew Tate's basically saying is even though women are complaining and they say that they want the equal rights as men, it's men who have to fight the wars to give them those equal rights. Think about that. It's really something. I mean, say what you want about Andrew Tate. A majority of what he says is very, very on a high intellectual scale. All right. And there's a lot of truth. See, that's what people don't want. They can't handle truth. And what he spits is truth. That there, there is so much truth to it. But if you're a female and you're here in woke America, you can't say anything like that. God forbid you said something like that, even though. It's true. If women say that they have just as much rights and and they are just as capable as doing anything a man can, well, why aren't they form a militia, arm themselves, and then fight for those rights? I'm asking, why don't they do it? Do you know the answer? I'm sure you do. So the next thing that I want to bring up here, okay, you've got to watch this video. This video, we all heard what was going on when COVID-19, the outbreak, we all heard you know when the vaccine rollout came out. I wanna play for you a clip. And this is someone who hates unvaccinated people. This is from 2021. I'm gonna play the clip for you. Just think about this clip. Think about what you are hearing what this person is saying. And then think about what's going on here in 2022. All right, here is the clip that I'm playing. We are going to have to use force to vaccinate those who would otherwise...
1: Delay and make impossible the herd immunity that we so desperately need. Now, how we go about forcing these people to become
0: vaccinated or to volunteer or to be physically held down and vaccinated, I don't know. Why would that be censored? Why? Why would that person right there, who's totally against other human beings, totally about and going against their autonomy for their own self-help, being able to say such a thing, that it should be tied down and some, that something should happen to them against their will. But that would be allowed and allowed to be said. And now here we are in 2023 and we know what we know. And we look back and we see something like that. You think that's bad here. Look at Sean Penn talking about something very similar. Uh, um,
1: it, it's, it's a cowardice of conviction. I, I think that it, it is an unwillingness to engage in a culture of common sense uh, that at this point it seems criminal to me, actually. I, I really feel that, um, that, that, that if
0: someone chooses not to be vaccinated, that they should choose to stay home, not go to work, not have a job. He's saying that it's criminal. Think about that. Think about now what we know here now. All right, think about that. And this is why these two individuals actually believe things like this, is because the leadership that we have failed us. And if you don't think that they did, watch this clip. Okay, here we go.
1: Wondered whether you felt there had been a communication error from government officials throughout this pandemic by suggesting initially that the primary reason to get vaccinated was to prevent you getting COVID at all, as opposed to reducing the severity.
0: Well, I think it was the question of what people interpreted. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. The 94 and 95% efficacy in those trials was prevention of symptomatic disease not prevention of infection that when people are vaccinated they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected i mean come on what are we talking about here think about that and that's why you have people like sean penn and that other guy making videos like that because they have this blind faith in the cdc and say dr fauci and actually believe what they're saying is true. Here we are now in 2023. You make your own judgments. I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to believe and what to think. But really be- think about the society that we live in here. The, you know, <clears throat> if you were against them, you would be considered misinformation. Now it's 2023, and you listen to, say, the CDC director and Dr. Fauci, and now you sit there and think what? That is misinformation or was misinformation. Really think about the direction of this world and think about the direction of this country. Who to believe, who to trust, what's happening here. It's ridiculous. It's an absolute joke. It really is. And that's why what you see going on right now at the House of Representatives with say Kevin McCarthy, who in my opinion is just a bought and paid for asset and can be swirled one way or another by what? Money. See, this Freedom Caucus, what they're doing, these freedom fighters, and and they're going against Kevin McCarthy, it's really one reason and one reason only, because they're tired of the old establishment being bought and paid for, being heavily influenced by money, and also how much money Congress is spending. I mean, we're sitting here and we're being told to make sure you watch what you're doing because of inflation. But we have a Congress that's spending money hand over fist and is causing the inflation. And these 20 individuals, <clears throat> now majority of them have now broke because Kevin McCarthy is now the leader of the House, uh, Speaker of the House. As of right now, he got the enough, he got enough votes. They're sitting there saying we're, enough is enough. We've had it. And until you give us these concessions, until you tell us that you're not going to spend this type of money, which he doesn't like billions of dollars to Ukraine, we're not going to vote for you. It really is something else. Here, let me play you a video here. Let's move it. Let's lighten it up a little. Let's lighten the load a little bit here. Okay. You have this white kid, right, who's defending his girlfriend in this video. And for whatever reason, it looks like this. It looks like a Hispanic kid here is saying, "Hey, listen, I'm about to beat you up, so get ready because I'm about to pummel your face." All right, I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play three different clips for you. I broke the clips down. Here is the first part of that fight. Here we go. Oh. What the fuck, What the fuck, What the fuck? Fight, dog. the the fuck, fuck. Touch him again, You fuck wanna touch him again, Touch my again, Fuck you up, homie. Okay, so the guy now wants to fight him. And the white kid in the red shirt right now, he says, "Okay, I guess we're going to fight. Right. So you see how amped up the other guy is. He's ready. Come on, homie. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to F you up. I'm going to F you up. So the kid in the red shirt, he takes his it looks like probably keys in his pocket, hands him over to his friend. And now now remember how amped up this one other kid is ready to fight. All right. He's going to pummel this white kid. He is ready to go. He's got all his crew around him. Yo, come on, man! I'm gonna show you how I'm gonna kick your ass, so to speak. All right. Here is now part two. Watch this. This is the this is the best. It's the best. You don't fucking
1: know me, fool. Ooh. Who is it? Who? Come on. Yeah.
0: You see the kid now? He's backing up. He's got his tears it's like, yo, I don't know if I want any part of this Bruce Lee stuff here. What is going on? Hold up here for a second here. I think, I think I'm swimming in chalk water. I don't know if I want to dabble my feet in this. What is happening? Did you see his face at the end? Okay, now here is the final part. Here is part three. You ready? You're gonna love this one. Boy,
1: kid? street,
0: everything goes. Oh, we just fuck, fuck that motherfucker. Fuck him Fuck, fuck him up, Frankie! Fuck him This shit's weird. Safety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, that oh, you, jab you, Frankie. He keep mo- going at that keep motherfucker, Frankie. Keep going at Night-night. See you later. Don't talk anymore. I mean, come on could it have been a better ending than that right there? Honestly, think about it. Here's this guy amped up, ready to fight. Here this guy comes with this cry. Now, I don't know, that karate didn't look good at all. How he was punching didn't look good at all, but he got the result that he needed there, okay? Because if you start making believe you could do this karate stuff, and then you start flailing your arms... Okay, like a girl, because that white kid with the red shirt, that's what he was doing. He was fighting like a girl himself, because I don't know what he was doing. Didn't look like any karate moves at all, other than the beginning. If he would have lost that, he would have looked like a complete banana. But he didn't. And I absolutely loved it. All right, here's another video I wanted to show you quick. All right. Watch this video. Now, of course, what's happening in this woke America, in this woke society, and how they're allowing these people to talk the way they do, especially about racism and all this other stuff, and they actually, nobody's telling them that this is wrong and they shouldn't do this, and it makes no sense, and that they probably have some mental condition to why they think like this. But because we live in a society today with Black Lives Matter and what happened there, which was a complete joke, as we know, now looking back, especially now in 2023, Watch what this kid says in front of the camera and actually believes this type of stuff, okay? This is where America is heading. And if we don't sit there and say, hey, listen, you're crazy, you have no basis for any of this, and shut up, then it's just gonna get worse and worse and worse. Here we go. Watch this video. This is not like racism, it is racism. Anti-fatness is rooted in anti-blackness. And the reason why people are pursuing thinness is because they're pursuing proximity to whiteness. The reason why people hate fat people is because people hate black people and appearing curvier, bigger is associated with blackness, especially black women. And that's why they're discriminated in the workplace, um, overly sexualized. And this has gone back for centuries and centuries. All systems of oppression, capitalism, sexism, racism, it all comes back to white supremacy which is the foundation of the fabric of America and rules every sector and aspect of our society. Listen, you live in the greatest country in the world, okay? And a majority of the people that built this country was white people. So now here you are, sitting there crying like a little baby, spewing hate, racism yourself, and saying nonsense, none of it, which is true and you're allowed to have a platform like that and not be censored and not being taken off. Now, me being a white person, if I came on that and said the complete opposite and said this is all rooted in blackness and black people and black this and black that and whatever, just exactly what she said, but every time instead of saying white and white supremacy, I said black and black supremacy, my video would be taken off the internet like that. It's crazy. It's crazy what is happening in this world if people don't stand up and call this stuff out this circus clown act like for what it is it's never going to stop it really isn't so all right listen it's friday right 2023 you go out you have a great time remember what i said during the beginning of the show you can listen to all these motivational things you want if you're not doing the work If eventually you do not sit there and close the book and sit down and actually get to business, right? Start working. Then all of the studying and all the listening you're doing is just resisting you from actually doing the work and you're using that and making that as the excuse. So eventually you got to take the knowledge that you've been incorporating inside listening to all of the YouTube videos, the audio books, the reading the materials, listening to whatever it is to motivate you. Eventually, you have to put that to bed and get to work. All right? All right, so listen. If you get a chance, share the show, subscribe to on our YouTube channel. Subscribe on Rumble. We're going to try to really gear the rest of our shows on Rumble because Rumble, we're able to talk about whatever we want. And YouTube... Really, it's something else because YouTube is a great forum. It's a great app. It's so much better the user experience than Rumble, okay? But you can't talk. You're censored. You can't, you know, you have a, a muzzle on you. It's a governor on you. So again, subscribe to our Rumble page at the Joe Cozzo Show because we're gonna try to gear majority of that towards there. We have a lot of things that are coming out. We have other shows that we're gonna start doing this year. So we're gonna be on the lookout for that. But again, we're also available on all streaming devices on the audio as well. Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. So if you like just listening to the audio, subscribe to that. Write a review. Helps out the show. And with that being said, we got what? January 6th, baby. In the books. Monday show. My birthday. January 9th. We'll be back then. Let's hit it. Let's have a great weekend. I can't believe I'm going to be 49 and the next one's going to be 50. What happened? That was just 18 yesterday. All right. I'm out. Peace. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, but that wraps it up for another edition of the Joe Cozo Show. <laughs>